Test, test. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, wait. Uh, happy New Year. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait. Uh, uh, happy birthday, Danny. Oh, wait. No, that's wrong. Uh, happy happy New Year. King Day? No, that's wrong. Happy birthday, Jamie. Oh, God. Wait. Oh, man. We're, uh, we're really, <laughs> really, really uh, delayed on this one, guys. Our last episode was Christmas Eve of 2018. It is now February 11th of 2019 and here we are welcome yeah, back everybody a little bit back um, danny was in china the whole time that's why we couldn't the whole, the whole time, time. <laughs> no there was a lot of things you guys are both another year older the earth is another year older depending on uh the january if, if you think that that's the the start of the, the start, birth of the earth the birth of the, birth, <laughs> the birth of the earth man what a, fitting, what a fitting <laughs> <laughs> the birth of the earth actually ironic given this book actually no actually, for our part it yeah, is, it is quite correct birth of the, earth in this. <laughs> the birth of the earth and the okay so yeah um the rebirth they yeah. try the death of yeah. the earth also and then there's there's an attempted rebirth uh-huh. we'll get there we'll get there uh so we're just gonna do some general catch-up since uh it's been quite a while so why don't we just go ahead and go around, say our names in case anybody has forgotten by now, uh, and just give some current events in your life, things you've been doing or, uh, as we've done before, media that you've been consuming, uh, just kind of a general catch-up. I'll start. <laughs> go for it. Um, this is Danny. Um, I was in Asia for like 10 days. <clears throat> Uh, right after Christmas, not for the last month and a half. <laughs> um, Spin in China. I'm Jamie, and I are both drinking the Sledgehammer Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, and media. I've been. Oh, so I'm still listening to my favorite murder. I'm 130 episodes in. Oh man, plus minisodes. It's that's that's the real reason we took the time 80 off. 80 minutes minisodes. <laughs> that's you, you needed a lot of time to catch up. My full time job has been listening to my favorite murder. No, I really like it. I think they're really funny. Um, but as a result of that, I've also been watching the Ted Bundy um, mm-hmm. series on Netflix, which I know has kind of been <clears throat> not super well received. But this is my first foray into actually learning about Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. and so um, it's been fine for me i i like listening to true crime over podcasts better than anything though because when i feel like when you're watching it on tv they just show a bunch of stock photos and footage yeah. from that's just general moving. 70s footage yeah. the picture slightly moves. of like children playing on a random playground mm-hmm. and it's like not they, they can't really show much and so i really like listening to podcasts about true crime um better than watching it but the ted bundy one has been good i was house sitting for a while and watching it which was a horrible idea so <laughs> yeah. i stopped immediately nice. yeah it sounds it was not bad. it was not good <clears throat> um those are my updates yeah yeah, I uh, I've just been Introduce well. We, I, yeah, I'm Brian. Uh, we have finished Game of Thrones um, since the last uh, podcast episode, so that's exciting. Um, and fitting with the Game of Thrones reference, I'm drinking Wolf Picker Experimental IPA. Uh, the Dire Wolves are coming. Ugh. 
because uh, we can't say winter is coming anymore, I suppose. It's pretty much there. Uh, has sorry, arrived. guys. I-, I know that that's like a quote-unquote spoiler, but... No one's surprised at this point. That's that's the whole point, you know. <laughs> winter is coming has been uttered since episode one. So, yeah, we did that. Um, and also, a flip-flop here. Jamie and I have started <laughs> the, the Great British Baking Show. And we're on, like, collection three, which that's what you said you were watching last time. Oh, I love time. it. Will and I oh, are my God. going really slow through it. It is so... Did you feel that collection number two, um, everybody was kind of a dud? Kind of. It wasn't a dud, necessarily. <laughs> it was just, like, I don't know. There Remind was something... me who was in... Is her name Rosie? Ruby? Uh, Ruby. Okay. Ruby. Ruby, who kept saying... Can we saying, swear on this podcast? <laughs> yes, we Are can. we swearing? Okay, fucking hate Ruby. Ruby would just be like, oh, it's terrible. I think that... Ruby oh, blah, blah, blah. is clinically depressed. It just... Yeah, it happened and so many episodes. And, and hers and on, was always so... Like, the thing that we kept noticing, there, there are... Uh, repeated things that keep happening that we notice like mary loves her layers uh she brings that up all the time right uh and paul is always obviously it's all about the bake but like with ruby they kept just telling her that her taste was so good yeah. every time and she'd keep being like oh it's a terrible yeah, whatever and there like, was like oh this taste is so like, good oh it's it's miserable it's gonna be so bad before they even taste it and then they're like and then they're like great. it's delicious you're the best and she was just like oh i wasn't even expecting yeah, every time <laughs> and it's just, oh my god and i yeah i don't know i yeah. i didn't love her i don't think will and i have finished collection two we're at we're near okay. the end i'm not there don't worry about spoiling anything yeah no it's we, we don't say anything we like collection three a lot Lot. the group yeah. is great but the first collection it was just like supreme the people so were amazing sweet. so but sweet there was the drama in collection one right with the moving the ice cream out yes of that did yeah. happen and I thought, like, that's fine everybody have, do yeah. we have feelings about it um do we have sabotage we, we talked, do you think it was on purpose i don't think it was on purpose i read an article about it <laughs> i was I, really curious we well, talked to Corey, yeah, our, my my our brother, brother-in-law yeah. about it and he uh looked up like how they were after the show and yeah. like she went to that guy's wedding <laughs> so like i think they're fine yeah <laughs> i i think it seemed like something they were trying out like they needed they needed to include some drama and like make it really mm. aggressive and i don't know if it went off very well like i mean yeah, i don't know I don't it seemed it's a little too bit, wholesome for all that well it seemed a little bit like <sighs> they have a lot of fridges like they have a lot yeah. of refri- that that was an easily solvable problem right. anyway, I but was also little... ian was kind of aloof but regardless <laughs> yeah. ian's the guy so if you ever watch the show you'll know what we're talking about there with all that drama and then other than that uh shameless plug here i uh had just recently created the theme song to another show that's going to be on YouTube. It's called Baked and Blessed. So I was getting a bunch of inspiration from the Great British Baking <laughs> Show, but uh, that's going to be premiering soon. So if you want to check that out, uh, it is Baked and Blessed. You'll find it on YouTube. There's a season one trailer uh, out right now, or I guess season one teaser. So that's been uh, about it for me. Hi, I'm Jamie. Uh, like Danny said, I'm drinking Sledgehammer Cab. Uh, not beer this time. Wine. Beer time with books <laughs> and wine. <laughs> um, media that I've been consuming has mostly been um, quilters of Instagram. Hashtag quilters of Instagram. Um, I made a separate Instagram account for my quilting things uh, because I've been sewing a lot plug and, it um <laughs> it's called jamie quilts uh no spaces no punctuation <laughs> j-a-i-m-i-e yeah my name's spelled weird um go ahead and follow it I'm, I'm at about 80 followers right now which i'm really proud of 
Um, so a, then, it was a quick rise. It I followed was. you immediately <laughs> upon seeing that picture. <laughs> I, I was know like, you did. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so I've been consuming a lot of that. I've been working on some sewing projects, quilting. Um, but like Brian said, we've been watching Great British Baking Show. Um, anything else? I don't know. I, in my classroom, students are reading The Great Gatsby and Night. So two very different vibes. By Ellie Wiesel. I'm sure there are a lot of nights out oh, yeah. there. I, I guess like the high school curriculum. The night high school I night. Yeah. yeah. yeah the high school night. Ellie Wiesel night. Um, so. I think that is always good to to note on the podcast just to see. Uh, I like that. What the kids yeah. are um, What the are kids are reading these days. Yeah. So that's <laughs> it's the what, same as that's when we were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into. Um, and it is uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby, in case you were Oh, yes. Yeah. There are a lot of those out there as well. <laughs> Not so. mine. <laughs> My version. <laughs> just to clarify. Um, yeah. That's what I'm up to. Cool. And so uh, na- <laughs> now a uh, smooth transition over to Birth of the Earth. <laughs> Birth of the Earth. Uh, so we have been doing some uh, TLDR titles, and we haven't technically done that for this book yet, but there is something that I want to run by you guys that I found online. So I know that we had one that we had uh, kind of made up for the last one. <laughs> well, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy actually has some common uh, – abbreviations but there are but there are multiple Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so i want to run these by you to see uh which ones you like the best because it's it it was pretty interesting to see the differences so the first one here was (laughs) hg2g so that was number one number two was hhgttg no. <laughs> Rolls right <laughs> off the tongue. Immediate, <laughs> no. And then H2G2. I like that one. Which was my personal favorite. So uh, okay. do we have any uh, consensus here about favorites? Like, is it like H squared? Uh, I guess it could be. Yeah, I think H that, squared, G squared? Yeah. Like two H's, two G's? Yeah. I think the first one makes the most sense to me. Yeah, it H-G-2-G. makes the most sense. Yeah, that like seems like the title more yeah. than anything else. I just like H squared G squared H two G two. Yeah, H two G two. This kind of like feels like a riff on R two D two sci fi, yeah. whatever. And then if that was the one uh, that we were going with, then this would be H two G two P two because this is our second part. P two. <laughs> um, Brian wants that uh, one <laughs> of, of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So. Uh, that's the uh, little poll there for some of the TLDR titles. But we'll go ahead and pass it over to Jamie, who is our leader for Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Take it away for part two. Here I am. Hi, guys. Uh, we're just going to start off real quick a super short, super speedy summary because Brian <laughs> told me my summary last time was too long. No, it's just, you know, we, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. We're talking uh, about the entire universe. It's Yeah, y'all. there's a lot going on. Um, <laughs> that was a great pop. I hope that was on. <laughs> wanted to make sure. That I hope that it was really <laughs> recorded. Um, HD sound. So the place that we left off in our our tale our romp around the galaxy um <laughs> that's, a, that's a good alternate alternative title too romp, romp around. romping around the galaxy <laughs> um we left off right when our uh two main characters who i would call the two main characters ford and arthur um are sucked into the uh 
big special spaceship, the Heart of Gold, that uh, Zaphod stole. Um, and, and so that was the end of chapter 13, just for yeah. an exact uh, place for anybody here. End of chapter 13. So they are saved from being suffocated out in space, but then um, they both realize kind of simulta- simultaneously that Zaphod is on board and they both know Zaphod um, from different things. Uh, so that's where we left off. From there, we went a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um most important thing is they find uh, a planet that uh, is kind of like legendary. Uh, it's in this weird nebulous cloud uh, that people think doesn't really exist, but it was a planet that built planets. Uh, that was their like main economic structure, was building planets and selling them to rich people. Uh, and the name of that, I don't know that I'm pronouncing correctly um okay you go and then we'll go magrathia yeah that's what i was that's what i was thinking alternatively (laughs) magrathia Magrathia. (laughs) i don't know yeah Yeah. just to clarify we are not uh working off the radio broadcast here so we don't know everything is wrong we don't know the correct (laughs) translation and and we know that the correct translation is out there that's the problem (laughs) we just we didn't look it up (laughs) have not looked it up just we, correct we us the, in the, the comments. The pure <laughs> literary experience. Um, but okay, so we come to Magrathia, <laughs> Magrathia, Margaderbader. Uh, That's it. And uh, they're expecting the planet to be barren, and everybody's dead because they haven't heard anything from this planet in like a hundred billion years or something insane like that. Um, but Zaphod thinks that there's some sort of treasure there. Uh, they go through lots of hijinks. We learn that the Earth was an experiment built by, by mice. Um, <laughs> nice. And then they try to steal Arthur's brain, and then they escape. That's that's, that's my shortened summary. That is it. That yeah. was good. <laughs> that, that, that is a wild journey <laughs> from start to finish. Um, but... I wanted to start off because Danny, especially, uh, she walked into our house this evening and said that she had a lot of feelings about the end. And I also have, I have, I have feelings about like the last chapter. Uh, so now that we finished the book, uh, just like overall reactions and how how we're feeling right now about the novel. You go. <laughs> I will say uh, this was a reason that I did like the idea of doing two parts to the podcast because I do think that there can be a lot of shift in momentum from one half to the next and also some of the enjoyment just because the trajectory of the story is obviously different you know with the classic rising action and whatever the climax is going to be I honestly thought uh, upon finishing it that I I liked the first half a lot better uh, I thought that the second half seemed to be a, like kind of spotty to me. Mm-hmm. There were parts that I was getting a little frustrated with the story in the fact that everything was so like buttery smooth. Every single thing that was going on, I was just like, I need like something to get in the way that isn't mm-hmm. just like easily maneuvered around with improbability drives or depress like depressing robots Mm -hmm. talking to ships but that being said i also thought that some of the highest highs happened 
in the back half as well. So though it was spotty, I think that there were moments that were far above what were in the first half specifically, and we'll probably talk about it later, but the whole plot line with the answer to life and everything, and then uh, needing to find out what the question was once they figured out what the answer was like, stuff like that. I legitimately, legitimately laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I will say that there were parts that I was just kind of frustrated with overall, but uh, that's kind of where it broke up for me. When you were saying that it was that you liked the first half uh, better than the second half, I was literally in the middle of thinking I really liked the second half much better, better than, the first. than the first half. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it was just like because I feel like that's where a lot of the action was happening. Like, I feel like I don't know. I, I kind of felt like that was there were just. I kind of enjoyed it kind of bouncing all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little hard to follow, but I, I kind of, I liked it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I think that it was just funny that you, that you had liked, the exact that you had opposite, the exact yeah. opposite reaction. But I do think it is interesting to have a, to have a, to have two parts to the podcast to, mm-hmm. to do a reaction after the first half and then a reaction after you read the second half. Because otherwise then, it's all glossed over. <clears throat> if you read the yeah. whole book, then you're just, that's just your reaction. Because like, I remember a lot of us were saying like, there were generally positive reactions for the first one. So. Right. Um, I also think there's, I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I feel like with a book that's so popular and so well known, I feel like there's a lot of pressure when you're like reading it to I don't know to like it or to react the right way yeah like I was feeling this way when I like I watched Star Wars for the first time like uh, like two years ago I don't know <laughs> and I was like very behind everybody we're gonna bleep that out no, <laughs> so sorry <laughs> um and I just I I'm always I feel like with with books that I feel like I've I'm really overdue reading I almost finished them and I'm like I don't know how to feel because I feel like I've been told how to feel about it for so yeah. long yeah um and so correct me if I'm wrong. He did he write this he wrote this with like the idea of having more after it. Or well, no. He had done the radio broadcast first and I actually just found this out today that he was approached by a publisher after the fact. Like he wasn't even okay. planning was on, on making too. it into a book. They approached him and his uh quote paraphrase was just like, Well that's like one way to get into mm-hmm. literature is yeah. like having somebody be like, hey, write a book. And he's like, okay. Yeah, I don't know if I, if I, I mean, it, it's a little different because it started as a radio broadcast, but I don't know if I love um, books that so very obviously stop and are like ready for a sequel. Mm-hmm. I think the trilogy, and trilogies that was my and series, favorite thing. I he think was planning, really I think that, that, I think you're right about that. Once the books did start that, yeah. there was a plan to continue. I kind of like the idea, maybe this is a hot take, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the idea of having of having books, even if they're in a trilogy, even if they're in a what trilogy of five. Oh, trilogy of five parts, yeah. Um, even if they're in a series, I like the idea of having a book that is that can be standalone. Um, not necessarily like the second or third one, but I do kind of like the idea of the first book in the series being... Um, not so obviously like almost a promo for the second book. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think, I think the ending was, it, it went like naturally into the, the second book, but I just kind of was hoping for a little more closure, even in the first of five books. Yeah. I agree <clears throat> with the end there. And what was your thoughts? Then? Well, yeah. So that I very similar. I was super disappointed in the ending. Yeah. Like the last two chapters. I, I really thought so too. I was just like. Okay, so they just escape. 
And, and it was like a huge and deal. Like, we're suddenly done with that plot line. Like it's just like as far as we know. But yeah, yeah, but like no one seems to be that worried. We don't get any sort of closure with Zaphod's like brain thing. Yeah, um, that he messed up his own brain and he doesn't know why. Like that just like is left like that. Um, and we end with like the damn robot being sad and just getting back on the spaceship and like it just seems very anticlimactic I don't know I was really disappointed with the end um but I feel like I have a mixture of your guys's reactions to the book as a whole because I think that I really really enjoyed like the first quarter of the book um We're like not having it anymore the <laughs> the introduction um to Arthur Dent, like, while we're still on Earth, I think is really lovely and, like, structured really well. I think that that part was really funny. Once they got into space, I it dipped for me. And, like, the whole middle part of the book kind of dipped for me. And then the parts that you said you were frustrated with that were too clean, I thought were funny. Hmm. Like, I one of the parts that I marked was... Uh, uh about the when they they get to magrathia um and they are bombarded by missiles like coming for the ship and it talks about um the deadly missile attack shortly to be launched by an ancient automatic defense system will result merely in the breakage of three coffee cups and a mouse cage the bruising of somebody's upper arm and the untimely creation and sudden demise of a bowl of uh, petunias and an innocent sperm well in order to in order that some sense of mystery should still be preserved no revelation will yet be made concerning whose upper arm sustains the bruise this fact may safely be made the subject of suspense and it since it is of no significance whatsoever like i thought that part was really funny i did too i marked that down out yeah. as well i there are parts that were still really good yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it is really clean and it's like, there should be suspense there in a traditional story of like, oh my God, they're gonna, like their ship's Nuclear gonna be destroyed. Missiles, yeah. yeah. Like this is terrifying. But then he's literally he at goes the end on of like that chapter. Long... He's just like, Hey guys, don't worry. It's going to be fine. Somebody will get a bruise. Uh, we're not going to talk about it yet, but like, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I like it dipped a lot for me. I loved the first quarter. The middle, I was I thought it was just like too all over the place, and I was kind of confused. Mm-hmm. The, the I don't know, almost the last quarter of it I enjoyed, um, but then the last two chapters I hated. Mm-hmm. So I it was just like up and down for me. I will just say so I don't know if you guys have seen this. So I guess two points here. So the the very last sentence, uh, Zaphod is saying. Uh, okay, baby, hold tight," said Zaphod. "We'll take in a quick bite at the restaurant at the end of the u- the universe, and that's the name of the next book." Yeah. So it, I knew that. So it does lead into it, and and the other thing I'll say is I, you know, this happens for a lot of series, but uh, maybe not a hundred percent of the time. But there's a collection of all of the. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy stories that are on Goodreads mm. and the ratings on those are even higher than what this is alone. Ones. Yeah. Oh. Like much higher. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was something that was like quite universally loved. So that's part of it is like potentially continuing yeah. down the path. And that makes me wonder because I said on the last podcast that I was pretty sure I read that it all started 
from the same point. Uh, oh, yeah. So I don't know how that works now. So I guess I'll just have to like actually read the book instead of seeing what I saw online. But I'm pretty sure yeah. I read somewhere that they all start from the same point. But I'm not exactly sure knowing Ooh. that it does lead in. Uh, if that's the name of the next book, obviously something would have to tie in for them to get from here to well, there. Well, maybe we meet new characters and they all meet at the restaurant at the end again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I also was reading about how there are like several versions of this book and none of them, like not all of them are the same. I don't know if you were like doing research on that, but I saw something that there are parts of the plot that deviate, especially like when the was kind of a bold move. Well, when the police were shooting them at the end, I had read that. Are we positive that we all have the same version? Yeah, no, (laughs) let's all just read together. No, yeah, Uh, I was, I was, when I was looking it up, it was like, um, like Douglas Adams himself just like wrote he he wrote a few different versions of the and I know I don't I didn't get as far as to like f- figure out how like how common the logical are, or how or... common the, the logic behind the um the different versions but um that's a good point we're not sure TBD that's funny. I thought that was an interesting, uninteresting point, too, because I, I don't know if I've ever really heard of that. I'm just, like, deviating plot points, you know, like, when you're writing a, when you're writing different versions of the book, like, while you're still alive. <laughs> like, yeah, I have heard of that as, like, a gimmick from authors before of, like, I, out of the, yeah. out of the 50,000 copies, there are 10 that have a different ending. Right, like that, right. I've, <laughs> I've seen that. It, but. Yeah, and it didn't really feel like that. I think he, it felt a little bit just like he he was writing he just wrote what he was feeling <laughs> yeah like he just decided to change a few things i don't know or accidentally because i had found out that uh as far as like alternative endings which i you know just thinking of this because of the the possibility that it's happening here but uh, a clockwork orange apparently oh yeah there the last chapter is taken out completely i yeah. believe in the u.s version the last chapter is taken out but in the uk version it's left in it wasn't allowed to like they didn't want it to be print. he didn't want it to be printed in the states well i think I his think. publisher had the problem maybe. oh it was the publisher yeah and, and he it, writes a did you i don't know if you read the i think forward. i i think i heard it in the audiobook he reads the last chapter and it's supposed to like supposed to be more positive overall. it changes everything it's crazy it changes the entire mood of the book and also like the attitude of the ending and the like the whole outcome is way more like but the pure i suppose the um the author writes in one of his versions in the version that i have he writes a very snarky forward um putting his chapter back in and Mm. it's kind of pointed at his publisher saying it's all like in third person and it's like very proper and and it says like the 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 publisher did not want the author to publish the and it's very (laughs) it's like kind of it's kind of snarky and anyway that now that he's successful enough to be able to do that yeah and he yeah he did it after the fact right well, yeah, that's interesting. We'll let you know in future podcasts if <laughs> after we check Talk with more each about other, the orange. if if, uh, if our versions are any different or what the differences are. So, yeah. um, okay. Next thing that I wanted to discuss uh, when I was looking at some things online, I saw um, something. Uh, I don't know if it was just a summary or a review or something called Arthur Dent, uh, the protagonist of the novel. Um, or maybe it even used the word hero. I'm not sure. Uh, but I wanted to talk about his character a little bit more now that we got to the end of the book because he's a very, like, bland person. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a wonderful quote towards the end, like, in, like, the last 
like the third to last chapter or something um, where it's talking about the fact that they the mice want to steal Arthur's brain. Yeah, I was um, gonna say that. And yeah. they are they're like, oh, don't worry, it'll be replaced. Uh, and he's like, that won't suffice. Like, a, a electronic won't suffice. That won't be good enough. And Zaphod says, you just have to program it to say what? And I don't understand. And where's the T? Who'd know the difference? And then immediately afterwards, that uh, after that. Arthur just goes, what? <laughs> like, um, which I thought was funny. And but, Zephod, see what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which I thought was funny, but also, like, he is pretty uh, unremarkable as a quote-unquote hero of a story. Also, I think that, like, we could argue about the use of the term hero. I don't know that he saves anything. I don't know that... Well, oh, oh, oh. the the Brian mis- put his finger in the air. The, the <laughs> missiles he did save everybody yeah, by doing the improbability true. drive because he he was the one that had uh, pressed the button that caused the sperm whale and the petunias. That's to valid. That's true. Yes. So, to, uh, one one point in the hero category for Arthur Dent. In terms one. of personality, I think he displays no heroic characteristics, yeah. though. <laughs> so I don't know. He's hardly like a Superman. Like is is he likable? Is he? I don't know. He feels a little insufferable to me at times. Like, kind of like I was exasperated at him in like, kind of an endearing way, but also just like you know he says what, and I was just like, be more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I I will just say on the other side of things, like similar, Absolutely not. similar. <laughs> all right, shut my mic off. Um, <laughs> I'll just say on the other side of things that for me it was all the perspective and I kind of brought this up in the first part that I I still really like Arthur because again it's the human perspective of something that he has no like way to even you know like fathom yeah fathom what's going on and and we have to still realize that this is all happening within a very short amount of time so like though the book goes on for you know a couple hundred pages even when we were at the very beginning all that stuff at the beginning when the world was ending was happening within minutes and then all the other stuff when they were in their escape that was within 30 seconds they're hyper driving across the universe (laughs) to go to this other planet and to us it feels like oh that would take forever this is all happening to him so quickly that i just i liked his perspective of being able to like just first of all i I was okay with him being the like what guy because it's just like i i understand like (laughs) you deserve that and then also his ability to like slow that down a little bit with uh slarty bart fast to like (laughs) to to like still take in information anyway you know because he was Mm -hmm. needing to learn about you know the whole deal with what the earth was and what the answer to the life and everything was and and all that i i respected him in his humanity so like Mm -hmm. though he has those insufferable moments i think that his heroics with being able to save the group despite being total outsider and not knowing the technology and still being able to like stay semi very loosely semi-centered uh to keep learning more uh, about his surroundings so that's just my take on arthur it it possibly is a little unreasonable <laughs> to, just, to just be like <laughs> pause 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 hmm. to just be like 
be more interesting and just snap out of it. <laughs> get, <laughs> get, in it space. get it together right there. <laughs> get it together. It's this not that hard. It's here. not that hard to not understand. Hard. The mice created the, the earth. Mice. It's fine. This is the answer to everything. Catch up, Arthur. React accordingly. <laughs> I guess I just... If like, you frame it that way, then yes, I... I <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. But I, I also understand the other side of things because as far as, like, being interesting, Arthur is not. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I think that, like, the, I was thrown of off point. guard by calling him the hero or the protagonist because I... The hero is interesting. Yeah. I I mean, and I agree. He does save them. And that's true. But I think that I, I saw Ford as more of a hero... He doesn't really do much either. He saves Arthur. Yeah, but I, I definitely like, and contributes to the the universal knowledge. Yeah, I view yeah. Ford as like a much more likable protagonist, and he's like a lead. He's more of a he feels more of a leader to me, like more yeah, of a leader to me for sure. Even though he's kind of like a apathetic leader in some ways. Yeah. Um. But something that I feel like we talked about this in the first episode that um i don't think was answered in this episode or in this half of the book was like the purpose of saving arthur from everything hello dog i stole his toy do you have thoughts, Danny? So I agree with you. I don't. I don't know if it, I didn't notice it being answered in this half of the book, but I was re- I read. I was reading about the book today. I was reading some analyses of it today, and they. I. I don't remember this being answered, but they very explicitly in this analysis said that Arthur needed to be saved because his brain was important because it possibly held. The the like the answer but, to everything. But Ford wasn't. But uh, Ford doesn't know that. Yeah, because oh, that was no, the mice. Right. The mice that was their whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, Ford. I I don't really know. I think that there was some camaraderie because he knew. Is it because they're friends? Because he like knew Arthur friends? enough. Yeah. But like, I feel like when it talks about them being friends, it talks about them being like in a group of friends. Like they had other people yeah. that they knew and liked, and so I just don't understand why Arthur. Like, in yeah. this moment, Ford very specifically goes to his house and is like, we need to go have mm-hmm. a chat. And I assumed that that <clears throat> would be answered at some point, and it wasn't. You're right. It it seems to be, like, answered in a different in a different way. Yeah. Like, you're right. He Ford wouldn't have known that. It's just, like, that. coincidence. It's a coincidence that they were like, oh, we need his As brain because it book. was, yeah, the whole, <laughs> right. But they were like, oh, like, we need, of course we need his brain because it probably holds the answer. But even that is, like, not specific to Arthur. Yeah. Like, they just It could have been a human or a living thing A human who was there until that last moment. Right. Because Trillian wouldn't work because she... Or anything. They just said any organic... Yeah. Like entity would be enough so yeah, yeah arthur I don't think it was an- I'm, you're right i don't think it yeah, was answered that's interesting yeah. which i could be hmm. again the, the series Jesus metaphor plot holes he was saved. or or it's in the next one plot holes <laughs> books should stand on their own <laughs> stand alone books oh yeah <laughs> um but transition from that into uh Arthur being the answer um, or the question <laughs> to the answer. I want to talk about the answer. Let's hear it. Uh, so I was expecting this. Um, Brian, like, spoiled 
this for me a little bit. I don't think he really realized it, but um, <laughs> I was, I was right. I literally was. I left off the page before the chapter where they start talking about the mice and the supercomputer and all of the things. And I was, Brian asked me where I was at in my reading and I told him and he was like, oh, so you know about the mice and like the answer. And I was like, no, I don't. That's not a thing. But also when you said the answer, I was like, oh, well, it's 42 because I've heard that in popular culture. Yeah, yes, I've heard, I I've heard too, it too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I was like, I'm assuming that's where that comes from. So I, that was like a little bit spoiled for me, um, which is fine. Sorry, guys. We're it's, getting, we're getting, we're working through it. That's my bad. Fine. Uh, and this is our new segment called. <laughs> called this grievances is, I have with Brian. <laughs> Apology corner. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. Sorry, guys. <laughs> But I just want to talk about all of that. I don't know. I have a lot of things. I kind of want you guys to postulate what you think the question is. But also, I know that's difficult. Um, that gives me extreme anxiety. <laughs> I, I Brian will, has 10 questions queued up already. No, I haven't figured out. Let me pull up my notes. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, I, I will just say with the actual uh, answer... Because uh, this was something, I, this was a random way that I even got here in the first place. But I saw an instance of Googleplex within the book, and so I was like, "Oh, did Google get inspired by Hitchhiker's oh, Guide?" Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, I but, was wondering. But I looked it up, and it's not true. It was from uh, a mathematician from the 1800s that his uh-huh. nephew ended up naming it because that's boring. A ne- yeah. <laughs> boring. <laughs> but if you uh, type in the answer to life, the universe, and everything in Google. They actually pull up their search engine calculator uh, like that you use for math. And then it says that the answer is 42. Oh, that's funny. As an equation. So that's pretty that's pretty funny. But anyway. Scrolling around. As, as far as the um, <laughs> boom, nice sound effects, HD. Um, as far as the rest of that, I I don't know. To postulate, I, I did see an interview with. Uh, dog is biting my feet. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, um, the the thing with the uh, answer itself, all I'll say is like there was a interview with um, Douglas Adams in which he was saying that it's just nothing. Like he just wanted to. I assume no, I know, so. but but the the thing that he was he saying is like he wanted it to be something that was like a number, but not a complex one, but not something too simple either. And, like, he just came up with it one day very randomly. Um, and I, I just appreciated it. I thought that it was, like, I did laugh out loud regardless of, like, knowing that, especially in the instance that it led into uh, what the question is. Uh, but I do have a quick quiz question regarding. Oh, no. Uh, regarding. I didn't study. <laughs> regarding the question and the answer. So the mice um, say that they need a question to take back to their dimension. I and so the the (laughs) (laughs) the question that was posed to them was how many roads must a man walk down and the answer is 42 but what is the actual answer to that question is this a riddle? <laughs> <laughs> it's 42? It's 42. <laughs> I just was thinking because that's a Bob Dylan lyric. Yeah. 
which I thought was funny also. But <laughs> oh, within the funny. within the song itself, there's a lyric that he says before, like, it, I guess it is the chorus, but he says, like, the answer, my friends, is blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is blowing in the wind. <laughs> It's so, so many pop culture uh, references. So, that was pretty great. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. I think it's really interesting that I knew like 42 as the answer to life and everything. Mm-hmm. At, at When I was like in high school. Yeah. Like it's so interesting to me yeah. that this has made the rounds and everybody just know, like it's part. It's part of pop culture. And like people even if people know. don't even know what the they've even if they haven't read the book like i would say the majority of middle schoolers that i saw post that online when i was in middle school did not know what this book was no and i didn't Mm -mm. and i also like probably at some point thought i was clever of like 42 it's 42 it's It's, 42 i have the answer (laughs) (laughs) Um, but i had no idea what it was from it Um, is on google it is on google it's true uh Hmm. I had other things that I don't remember. I, I have a thing. Thoughts. I have a random. Go for it. When they when they first said that the mice were the creators of the things, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what I was thinking. I was just I was I maybe I was zoning out or casually reading, and I was just I read about, and then like two pages later, they are introduced to the mice, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this was real. <laughs> I was like, they're on the cover of your book. They are. I didn't under I. This cover, have we shown the cover? We yeah. have, but we okay. wanted to bring this up. The mice actually make sense now. Yeah. What? Oh, the mice on the cover. Yes. Because okay, when, got we, it. Cause when we were talking about yeah. the cover last time, we were just like, that cover is so freaking so weird. But then there's mice rashy. on it. We, Jamie and I were listening to the first episode a little bit before you came to like catch up a little bit. And then we were like, oh, there's the cover and the mice at, at least fits. In some right, way it now. makes yeah, sense. It I just was. I sense. think I was zoning out when I was reading that part, and they were talking about mice, and I was like, "Oh, hello, well." And then I like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like, mice. What a good. I don't know. And then I, and then they were like introduced to the mice, and I was like, "Oh, this is, that's a real." That's real. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for all of the bizarre in this book, even at this, even at that point. Yeah, I was still a little surprised at things. No, I get that. It definitely got like very, very bizarre towards the end. The mice thing was where was the tipping point for? I mean, maybe I don't know. There were a lot of tipping points. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I thought um, that was interesting. I get that. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on the story? Would you recommend it to a friend? I will say that I would. And the one thing, this, despite the previous comments from this episode i didn't dislike the book there, there were just parts that became frustrating to me that were notably slowing down my reading progress but it it didn't take away from the overall enjoyability it does have moments that i laughed out loud um and i like we have just been referencing with many different things here i'm glad to have read it to understand the pop culture references mm-hmm. a lot more because there are so many things that tie back to this book that I hadn't realized before. And for the final thoughts, I'm just going to bring up just a couple more just because there were things that I just found interesting uh, upon looking into it a little bit more. 
Um, so that's why I would recommend it. It's just you'll be able to understand how much this book, this radio program, has influenced so much of popular culture. But uh, I don't know if you guys recall the language learning app Babbel. Uh, it's getting more popular. There has been a lot of uh, advertising the last few years because it's been growing and growing. Well, that, the Babbel fish is in this book where it was like a translating fish Mm -hmm. in your ear. And so like that's just another random thing. And then to bring Radiohead back into this, this this put a puzzle in place for me that I had been wondering for so long. So there is a song on the Hail to the Thief record called Mixomatosis. And I was just like, how did they like get that idea of Mixomatosis to like make into a song? And we already know from, like, last episode that there's a few other songs that they pulled from this book. There is a reference to Mixomatosis on page 165 of my copy that I would have to assume, that I would have to assume, like, was part of some of that inspiration that Tom York and company got from this book. It's not on page Maybe not on yours. No, not mine. Sorry. On mine it is page 165. And myxomatosis is like a random disease, I think for rabbits specifically, but maybe for other mammals as well. Mm. But in the song, it's just like, how how did he hear of myxomatosis? Like, what caused that to happen? But we know there's just like brief references to the paranoid android, among other things. So it was just such a puzzle piece in place for me of like, how did he get inspiration for that? Well, it might have been from here, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. And just another, again, pop culture tie-in that I thought was so cool and like just a good reason to read the book overall. Yeah, I mean, I, I would also recommend it. I think everyone should read it. Um, I was a little underwhelmed, I think, but I think that comes like that comes for me with like pressure of reading a book that everybody seemingly has read. Um I um, definitely enjoyed all the action in the second half, um, but um, yeah, it cleared up some pop culture references, I think, for me, too, uh, and it kind of feels like you know, I'm on the other side, like, having an in yeah. <laughs> to, like, understanding yeah. why 42 is the answer to everything. I mean, we still don't understand why. Oh, we don't know why, but I feel <laughs> like I've made a little progress. Um, yeah, I think I think that it's, I think it's worth reading i don't how do you guys feel about the the next four books i would you want to read them i don't know that i will i don't know if i'm that interested in reading them maybe eventually not right now Mm -hmm. it's not like i'm gonna go out to barnes and noble tomorrow or or my local independent bookstore Um, prospero's shadow prospero's on 39th street in kansas city midtown let's go (laughs) um but maybe, maybe eventually I would put, pick up like at least the second one. And yeah, just see I would want to read the second like, one, yeah, just to see where it goes and if that is actually true about the restarting storyline or whatever else. I, I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if I'd be committed to the whole five unless yeah. number two is really like knocking me on my behind. Yeah. Um. Similarly, I I think I would recommend people read it. Um partially for the pop culture references i also do think it's a really fun read it's really short and quick and it is funny like it's good satire in a lot of places um i don't know if this is like a a bad thing to say about a book i don't think it is i feel like i would recommend it to somebody who was going on a long plane ride Mm -hmm. and like that is a good book to just read on a what like a six hour plane ride or something and just be done with it Mm -hmm. 
Um, because I don't think it's something you should commit a ton of time to. Uh, I also feel like it lends itself well to reading in one sitting. Yeah. Like it's not long and it's not short enough to just like sit down and read in two hours like on your couch. But like I think on a plane ride, it could be really good reading yeah. it all at once, I think is effective. Yeah, I feel so. If you're going on an international flight anytime soon, let us know in the comments. Or cross country, um, read this book, read it for a second time if you're feeling it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. That's my final thought. Awesome. Well, that was book number two. We've officially done it after all this time. We kept talking about all this, like it's so quick to read, as it took us a month and a half to even get our second episode up. But uh, we guarantee that it didn't take us that long to read from last episode to now. But uh, next week, uh, now that I've led for one discussion and Jamie's led for one discussion, uh, discussion next episode is going to be Danny. I'll be leading the discussions on uh, One Hundred Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Are we doing two apps? Uh, I believe, yeah. We're going to yeah. do two apps? Yeah. So, like, roughly halfway through that, um, which I don't know how much that is. Oh, I should have brought my copy for you guys. I have an extra copy. Oh, yeah. That's okay. So sorry. We'll, we'll see you again. You're around. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> You're around. I'm Come excited. Come hang out with us on Valentine's Day. Uh, I, I suggested it. <laughs> you guys didn't want to. <laughs> We can only so we can only have episodes on holidays. Uh, Christmas Eve counts, guys. I'll be re- I'll be leading those. I'm excited to read it. It's been on my bookshelf for a long time. My grandma bought me my first copy, and then I think she also bought me the second copy. Nice. Uh, so I'm taking that as an- another nudge uh, that I need to read it. Yeah, it's on my or our book mug. Yes, and it is. I am, and I've already read it. But I remember very little of it. So, yeah, I'm excited. It'll be be a good time. But, uh, yeah, that will be for the next episode. But thanks for joining us for part two of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And as as they say out there in the (laughs) wild, wild universe, don't panic. Bye. Bye.